Welcome into another episode of the Five Foot Nothing, a Hundred Nothing podcast. I'm your host, and I am Five Foot Nothing, a Hundred Nothing. Now, before we get going today, I want to thank everyone who's been uh, listening to the first few episodes or a couple episodes. This will make a few. Uh, I appreciate it. You know, I've got some feedback. Uh, thank you guys so much. I'm just having fun. I hope you enjoy my ramblings about Notre Dame football and my thoughts. I, I appreciate it all. Uh, thank you so much. So today I want to jump into a fun topic of is Notre Dame overrated? Now that is a common theme amongst a lot of people. They love to throw that around. You know, we talk about Notre Dame. First thing that comes out of their mouth is overrated. Now, here's the thing about that. Historically, it doesn't apply. You can find segments of Notre Dame's history where you could argue we are overrated. But the Brian Kelly era, which is what I'm going to focus on because it's recent and relevant, I I don't see it. And I will go into pretty good detail on why I feel that Notre Dame is not overrated. But before I jump into that, there are a few things I did want to touch on. Uh, You know, one thing you're going to find out about me is uh, there's some teams I like to pick on. There's some teams I don't like. Some of them you probably don't like either if you're a Notre Dame fan. You know, we don't like Michigan. We don't like USC. Can't stand Miami. Catholics versus convicts. You know, we've, we've got our teams. Well, one team that's made their way into my little circle of hatred is uh, your championship's fake. Uh, UCF, who they keep wanting to think that they're somebody. It's like, oh, we're, we can play with the big boys. Put us on this, that, and the other. We're so good. We're so great. If they're so great, why does every coach they have want to leave there and leave for shittier positions? I mean... I know by namesake, Scott Frost going to Nebraska. Boom, that's Nebraska. That's, you know, you can call it a blue blood. A blue blood. Uh, but then Hypo going to Tennessee. <clears throat> I don't know that Tennessee was ever a blue blood or, I mean, they had some runs with Philip Fulmer, sure. But Tennessee is borderline dumpster fire right now. Nebraska. You know, God bless their fans. Apparently, they're pretty loyal. I saw something on Twitter that said they were the most loyal fans by themselves. They were the only ones in the first tier. But um, Nebraska isn't exactly where you want to go. If UCF is so great, grand, and wonderful, why are these coaches leaving for – I understand their power five positions. I get that. But if you're doing wonders at UCF, you think your coach will want to stick around longer to get that next best – Better opportunity. Now, Scott, Scott Frost in Nebraska, I can see it. Nebraska, that's where he went. He's an alma mater. So it makes a little sense. But Hypo going to Tennessee? That tells me that UCF isn't anything like they're claiming to be. Yet their fans are out here like rabid dogs claiming they're so special and they're wonderful and they can claim fake championships and everything else. But I, I did find it comical that UCF is supposed to – according to their fans, supposed to be this awesome place where they 
get all this talent and win all these games and we can compete with the big boys. You can't even keep your coach. So focus on keeping a coach. It's not leaving for a dumpster fire just because it says SEC on the jersey when they play on Saturdays. <laughs> Good old Rocky Top. I don't know. <clears throat> so I found some humor in that. Something else I noticed, and I'm sure you guys did too, <clears throat> the ACC released their schedule. Now, I don't know if you guys saw, but it jumped out to me very quickly that Notre Dame plays five ACC teams. Four of those teams get a bye. Now, one of them is Florida State. It's a season opener, so we have a bye. It's first game of the season. Okay. But the other three are Virginia Tech, North Carolina, Virginia. The only one that isn't coming off of a bye to face Notre Dame is Georgia Tech. And how convenient that Georgia Tech is the worst of that group of teams. It seems like the ACC is a little mad. It feels like, I don't know, somebody hit it and quit it, and now they're upset. So they're going to cry into their pillow and <clears throat> do everything they can to set their teams up for a W against Notre Dame. I I just I don't understand, you know, the, the, the mentality there. Like, it's so obvious what you're doing. But we're going to – I'm not worried. I went over our schedule. We're going to win all five of those games. I ain't even stressing. But I did find it very funny that we come in, we wreck their whole conference. Clemson, still the gold standard, not just in the ACC, but all of college football along with Ohio State and Alabama. I've discussed it. I will continue to discuss it until it changes. But (laughs) so we come in, hit it and quit it. And hey, guess what, Notre Dame? Now every team that plays you is coming off of a bye I hope they beat you. So that's fine. Bring it on. We love it. So I just wanted to uh, jump on that real quick before I get into the purpose of this episode. Is Notre Dame overrated? Now, before I get into it, I got to let you know. Watch me for the changes and try to keep up. Here we go. So. I was trying to get a feel for what everybody thought about Notre Dame. Uh, Are we overrated? Are we appropriately rated? Are we underrated? Now, a lot of these answers came from Notre Dame fans. So that was good. I was hoping to get some maybe outside answers, uh, but I didn't see too much of that. But the way it shook out was 8% of the people that responded to my poll, 8% said we were overrated. 27% said underrated. And then 65% said appropriately rated, which is where my mindset is. I believe we fall into the appropriately rated category. Now, I, I prefaced it when I opened up the show. I am focusing on the Brian Kelly era because as I mentioned in the past, and just I know I've only done two episodes, but I mentioned that 20 years ago, Notre Dame was getting opportunities simply because they were Notre Dame. And, you know, you look at the BCS era, you know, 1998 to 2013, we were in the 2001 Fiesta Bowl against Oregon State, got housed. We were in the 2005 Fiesta Bowl against Ohio State, 
We got housed. We were in the 07 Sugar Bowl against LSU. We got housed. We shouldn't have been in any of those football games, but we were Notre Dame. Put us there. We're going to, you know, I've already said it. We attract viewership. That's what they want. They want money spent. They want people in the stands. They want eyeballs on the television. So put Notre Dame there. Who cares what the outcome is? Now, the tail end of this BCS error was 2012, but that was the Brian Kelly error, which is what I want to focus on. And if you look at the Brian Kelly error, which I'm going to go into depth, but 2012 National Championship game, no, we weren't in the same class as Alabama, but I can tell you we deserve to be there. And that there's you, you can't tell me otherwise. We, we deserve to be there. We were 12, we're only undefeated team in the country. Well, it's worth a shit. I mean, what more can you do? We were, we should have been in that game. No, it didn't end well. Got it. Then you look at the playoff era. We made two college football playoffs, and good luck telling me we didn't belong because we did. And it's just unfortunate that we're not Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State right now. We're like the top of the next tier. You know, you could argue maybe George is there with us. Um, but we are not currently being overrated because that's what happens. We make the 2018 college football playoff. We make it this year. Oh, you're overrated. You shouldn't have been there. I No. That's a fun little narrative. Yeah, we're overrated. Fun. Cool. Except that we're not. And, and I can go into it now. And how I defined, you know, appropriately rated was what I did was I looked at how – and I'll, I'll go into this a little bit too. Um, looked at, you know, the preseason rankings a little bit. But I really wanted to focus on – how we were ranked throughout the season, what bowl did we end up in? You know, did that feel like that was the appropriate bowl versus, you know, overshooting the mark by trying to put us in a bowl that was never going to end well for us? You know, so I tried to look at that. Because the thing with the overration, I feel like people are really focusing on the preseason rankings. And I hate the preseason rankings. They they don't make any sense. And if that's your system, you look at where Notre Dame started the season, or preseason ranking, and kind of how that goes. You know, for any team, like that's you're already you're already starting with a flawed system. Like that's not going to work. You know, and as I mentioned, 20 years ago it was different. I mean, hell, look at Clemson. 20 years ago, Clemson was just another team. I mean, they were a fine team. They weren't what they are today. So that's why I don't believe going back 20 years ago, which I will admit there was some overration going on, I don't think 20 years ago is relevant to the claims being made about today's Notre Dame football team under Brian Kelly. So you look at the Brian Kelly era, which started in 2010. 2012, we, I just mentioned it, we earned a national championship appearance. You cannot tell me we did not. It's the BCS system. I get there were some flaws there, but the fact of the matter is we were undefeated. Nobody else was. We are Notre Dame. We played a real schedule against real teams. You can't tell me we didn't belong, or I guess the way it turned out, it felt like we didn't belong, but we deserve to be there. You know, then you look at we in the 
Brian Kelly era, we have played in the 2015 Fiesta Bowl, which was earned. I don't care what the outcome of that game was. We earned the right to be there, and we just went against Ohio State. See the theme here? We keep getting stuck against these teams that are really, really good. We're just not there yet. And for the people that might say, oh, you know, 2015, what was so special about that team? Well, for starters, we, the team was 10-3. and three. They did get all the way up to number four in the rankings. But I'm just going to list some names that were on this roster that were playing. Like, they were participants, not like, oh, they're on the roster not doing anything. Deshaun Kaiser, CJ Procise, Josh Adams, Will Fuller, Mike McGlinchey, Quentin Nelson, Ronnie Stanley, Nick Martin, Sheldon Day, Romeo Okora, Isaac Rochelle, Jerry Tillery, Jalen Smith, Drew Tranquil, Carvari Russell, Matthias Farley, Cole Luke. You know what those guys have in common? They're all currently playing in the NFL. So don't tell me that team wasn't any good. They just ran into Ohio State. So, oh, and fun fact, you know who also was on that 2015 team? Sean Crawford. That doesn't surprise any Notre Dame fan whatsoever. Six years ago, and that dude was on that team. But, so, then you go, I'm going to go through the bowl games, and it's going to be obvious that we're not getting preferential treatment. We're, we earned the Fiesta Bowl. We earned the BCS National Championship. We earned the last two college football playoff games. And you can see, um, Brian Kelly era, 2010 to current. Here are the bowl games Notre Dame has appeared in. Sun Bowl, Champ Sports Bowl, BCS National Championship, Pinstripe Bowl, Music City Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, No Bowl. That was the wonderful 4-8 season. Come back, Citrus Bowl. College Football Playoff Cotton Bowl, Camping World Bowl, College Football Playoff Rose Bowl. If noted, and just to also kind of point it out, the Citrus Bowl year, we went 10 and 3. Camping World Bowl, we were 11 and 2. You would think, much like the examples I provided for the BCS era, a 10 and 3, 11 and 2 Notre Dame team not going to some major bowl? That would have happened. And I agree. 11-2 and 10-3 and and those years, the Citrus and Camping World Bowl, that was an appropriate spot for us to be. Because all we did those years was beat the teams we were supposed to beat. The teams that were either equal in talent or maybe slightly better, we either didn't compete or just lost, like Georgia. Games were close, we didn't win. But then we, we we drop a bomb in both those seasons, you know, one to Michigan, one to Miami. And that's exactly where we should be. We shouldn't be gifted some sort of game that is a big game, but we don't deserve to be there. So the college football playoff era has allowed, I say allowed, but has created a way for Notre Dame to not get misplaced and continue the narrative of being overrated because all those bowl games and you look at you know where we went throughout the season in 2010 Sun Bowl we were never ranked during that season we were never ranked and we went eight and five but 
Rightfully so. We don't deserve to be ranked. Why, why should we be ranked? Like, <laughs> we're 8-5. and five. That's not special. That's not anything. The following year, we went 8-5 and five again. Now, preseason rankings, we were ranked 16th. That was as high as we ever got. And then we ended the season not ranked. The fact that we were 16th should have never been. We ended last the previous season not ranked. Why do you automatically put us not just ranked, but like top 20? Almost top 15? Based on what? So they learned their lesson. 2012, we weren't ranked. Start the season. Fair. Then we go undefeated, and yeah, you got to put us at one. Like there's there's no way around it. Uh, come back. We start. Here's a great thing. 2012 to 2013, we lost a lot of guys. And we were ranked number unranked all the way up to one. Lost the national championship. Come back the next year. We were preseason number fourteen. And I'll get into how ridiculous the preseason rankings are here in, the, in a couple minutes. But we're preseason fourteen. That is perfectly fair. Just like this year. Yeah, we ended this past season ranked fifth as the final polls came out. And now we're according to the way too early top twenty-five. We're going to be fifteen, and that is justified. We're losing a lot of guys. We shouldn't, because we're Notre Dame, because all these people think that because we're Notre Dame, we get all these free awards and you know, we're going to jump up in the polls and everything else. And no, we're not being viewed that way. It's just, I don't see it. And you could argue I'm choosing not to see it because I'm a Notre Dame fan, but I don't see it, you know. I just don't. So we started the season 14 and 20. We went 9 and 4. It was an up and down season. It wasn't perfect. And then the 2014 season comes around. And that one was interesting. The 2014 season, man, we we started the season ranked 17th. And we're we're beating the teams we're supposed to beat. We beat Rice, a not good Michigan team. Purdue Beat Syracuse big. And we go from 17 all the way up to number 8. And then we play Stanford, who was ranked. This was the good Stanford. And we beat them. Oh, shoot. No name's good. Go all the way up to 6. That would be North Carolina. Then we get to 5, and we play Florida State. And I know you diehard Notre Dame fans out there remember that game. The pick play should have been a touchdown like 5 seconds ago. We should have beat Florida State. It was not a penalty. They called it, whatever. Good job, Jimbo Fisher, talking up the refs. Congratulations. We don't win that game. But we didn't really drop because Florida State was the number two team in the country at that time. So I think that I think that was the year they went on to win the whole thing. So we didn't move, really. But then we get housed by Arizona State. Then we lose to Northwestern. Then we lose to Louisville. Then we get housed by USC. So... The fifth ranking and staying at right after the Florida State game, staying at six, I believe was justified. We beat a good Stanford team. The, we Every game prior to the Stanford game, which was a close game, we won by double-digit points. We, I don't see an issue with going from 17, which I don't know how they come up with that, but we're winning big. We're winning against... You know, you could argue 
not as great opponents, but still Big Ten, Big Ten, ACC, Pac-12, ACC. We're winning games against Power 5 teams. So we get all up to five. Then that Florida State game, I guess, really threw us for a loop. Then we just start losing. And, you know, we end up actually ending that season not ranked. But that's fair. You can't lose four games in a row, two of them getting blown out by the only two good teams, and expect to be handed some something special, you know. And then we, we followed it up with that 2015 season, which I mentioned already. We got a Fiesta Bowl bid. We went 10-3. and three. We're 10-2 and two before the bowl game. And we started preseason ranked number 11. Um, again, I don't know where you come up with it. I, the assumption is because we had a good run in 2014. Most of those guys are coming back. We've got to be better. Fine. And we ended up getting all the way up to the uh, as high as four that season. And then we had 10-3 and, and number 11. And then here's where preseason rankings are completely ridiculous. Because a lot of those guys I raffled off from the 2015 team, not all of them were coming back. And 2016, we start off preseason number 10. Which, this is why preseason rankings are absolutely absurd. We're preseason number 10. We open up against Texas. We lose in double overtime to Texas. And then we slowly start dropping, dropping, dropping. We go 4-8, and eight, and we end the season not ranked. We weren't ranked very long, and we didn't deserve to be. So while the preseason ranking was dumb, as the season progressed, which is what I like to focus on, we were being appropriately rated and ranked. Then you go to the next season. We start the season not ranked because we shouldn't be. Like, there's no reason for us to be ranked. We just came off a 4-8 and eight season, and... As the season progressed, that was the 2017, we just lost the nail-biter to Georgia. Then we go on a run. Things are looking fantastic. Like, things are looking good. And then we get completely annihilated by Miami. Embarrassed. Just absolutely embarrassed. And that kind of kill, that's a kind of, it absolutely killed our dreams of any college football playoff hope. Um, and then we, for good measure, we lose the game at Stanford 10 season. And then we win our bowl game. But we end up at the Citrus Bowl because while 10-2 and two seemed nice, the only two games that were of question, we lost. A close one to Georgia, blown up by Miami. Tell me what – we don't deserve anything, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. I can accept that. I'm not going to beg and plead for something we don't deserve. It doesn't work that way. So after that season – Come back, preseason 12, whatever, that's fine. But that was our undefeated run. The, and the highest we got was number three in the country. And that's fine because of the teams that were in front of us. But if Notre Dame is getting all these, uh, we're overrated and People are just giving us stuff, and it's not even fair. Why weren't we number one? We're undefeated. We're Notre Dame. What's the problem? Because people are in the college football playoff committee, plays a huge role in it. They're looking at it appropriately and fairly, and we're number three. Then we lose to Clemson. 
a really, really good Clemson team who, by the way, won the national championship that year. Just saying. So then we come back. Now, we lost some guys, but we had the meat of our team back. Preseason number nine, again, whatever, they, however they want to make that number. We get up to seven. We go 11 and one, or 11 and 10 and two, excuse me, end up 11 and two, 10 and two during the season. But again, we lose the only two games that were of consequence. Georgia, albeit close, and then we get housed by Michigan. We deserve to be in the Camping World Bowl. You can't lose the only two games that matter and expect to get handed things. So I don't know where we were overrated there. I'm confused. Then this year, we come out preseason 10. And a lot of that had to do with probably Ian Book, five starters on the offensive line, all that good stuff. Okay, fine. So be it, whatever, 10. We would all go up to two. And we should have been. We beat Clemson. We beat the number one team in the country when we were ranked fifth or fourth in the country. I mean, there was nobody. Okay, yeah, they didn't have uh, Trevor Lawrence. I get it. But did you see what DJU did? Kid balled out. We beat him. We deserve to move up. We deserve to be two. And then we do lose to Clemson in the ACC championship game. But you look at all the other teams. We've gone over this. It's current. It was fresh. We all know this, the oh, A&M, the Cincinnati, like all those stories, Florida, whatever. It was Notre Dame and only Notre Dame. That's it. And then we lose to Alabama, which, again, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, they're in a different league than the rest of the country. So I really implore you to tell me, I went through 10, 11 seasons, really, 11 seasons of Notre Dame football. Where were we overrated? That's what I want to know. Because not once were we gifted anything. We had to work our ass off to get ranked as high as we did and win games. Like, I'm... I'm really not understanding where this mentality of Notre Dame being overrated comes from. It, it's it got to be just this built-in hatred for Notre Dame. And because we get a lot of publicity, yes, we do. But when you're winning, and I'll focus on even from 2015, we had one bad year, 2015. 10 wins, then we had the shit four-win four year. But 10, 12, 11, 10, you're winning that many games? I I don't care what you think of our schedule. I know what it is, and that's fine if you want to be blind and not and say it's trash or whatever. But find me the, the other schools going 10, 12, 11, and 10 wins four consecutive years, and I can tell you who they are. I've said them a million fucking times in three episodes of this show. It's Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. Those are the only ones doing that. So I don't know where you think Notre Dame is overrated, but I'd love to find out. I want to know what – I want something better than you just writing overrated. Okay. Care to explain? Let's have a debate. Let's go because you're full of shit. I want to know how full of shit you really are. Let's hear it. Go. And I promise you they're going to have nothing of significance because facts, logic, reasoning get checked at the door when you enter Twitter. And that's where I get most of my interactions. They throw all that out the window and just start rambling on. But what I find funny is that Notre Dame's overrated. But 
I have to ask, when you hear Notre Dame's overrated, what's another team that Notre Dame gets lumped in with? I'm going to give you guys a minute to think. When Notre Dame gets talked about, oh, there's Notre Dame again, ranked where they shouldn't be, which preseason, and I will, I'm going to end with this preseason nonsense, but I'm going to finish this Notre Dame overrated uh, speech. <laughs> but when Notre Dame gets talked about, oh, there they are, ranked where they shouldn't be. Who is the other team that nine times out of ten gets thrown in with us? It's the state I live in currently. The burnt orange, wonderful University of Texas. Now, here's my problem being lumped in with Texas. They are the epitome of overrated. They are the epitome of overrated. Like, they are so overrated. The times Notre Dame has finished a season unranked, they started unranked. They were 16, 17, 10, which, again, I, I don't understand it. But I want to focus on that because this is where people are to get, getting their ideas from, okay? But I've gone over fuck preseason rankings, okay? Seriously, and I'm going to discuss it. Screw them. They don't make any sense. But that's where people get their narratives from. Oh, look at Notre Dame. There they are, preseason. Eh, they suck. Okay, fine. You want to lump us in with Texas? They've been ranked fifth and unranked. Start the season not ranked. Won a couple games. Like, all of a sudden they're ranked 11th. And I'm going to discuss that particular season. 2011. This is how ridiculous... Texas is viewed. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they have boosters paying the AP off. I don't know what the story is. But Texas beats Rice, BYU by a point, UCLA, Iowa State. This is 2011. Iowa State was who we know Iowa State to be. They're not good. So Rice, BYU, UCLA, Iowa State. And they jump from not ranked all the way to 11 after four wins. Then they go play number three, Oklahoma, and lose 55-17. to 17. That's what you get when you think, oh, Rice, BYU, UCLA, Iowa, Iowa State is somebody. Because, oh, it's Texas. Oh, they're winning. Who cares? They're winning. Put them at 11. And then they get absolutely annihilated by Oklahoma. Don't worry. Very next week, seven days later, they played Oklahoma State, who at this time was a pretty good football team. They were ranked number six. They lost by double digits. Now they're unranked. And they ended up that season seven and five. They they won a few games, get catapulted all up to eleven, and boom, come crashing back down to earth because I don't know why. That's to me that's epitome of overration. Like there's no there's no reason. I went through the Notre Dame season where we went seventeen five not ranked. We had legitimate wins in there against ranked opponents. They've got nothing. Rice, BYU, UCLA, and Iowa State? Come on. Those are the wins you're going to warrant ranking them 11th. And the other thing, <laughs> the Oklahoma team they lost, by the way, that started preseason number one, ended the season ranked 16th. So they didn't even lose to – I mean, it was a good Oklahoma team, but it wasn't like a great Oklahoma team. It wouldn't have made the college football playoff this year. They lost 55-17. to 17. 
You know, and then two years later, UT starts season ranked 13th and not ranked. 2016, this is my favorite one because it includes Notre Dame and it's hilarious. <laughs> this is our four and eight year. Notre Dame's ranked 10. Game one, we lose in double overtime to Texas. Notre Dame then obviously dropped clearly, but Texas goes from not ranked to 11th. They go from out of the top 25 to 11th because they beat what turned out to be a really shitty Notre Dame team, which is why preseason rankings don't make a goddamn sense. If you just left it at nothing, Notre Dame would have never been ranked, and you would have learned very quickly that Texas is not very good because they ended the season not ranked. They went from not ranked to 11th to not ranked because that's where they should have been the majority of the season. But ah, preseason rankings, look, they beat the number 10 team. they got to move up. No, you just want to overrate Texas because Texas – Gets eyeballs too, but it's just different. There's so much love for Texas. And then, not this past season, but the season before, they come out ranked 10 to start the season and and barely ranked at 25. But we get lumped in with that crap. Notre Dame and Texas, oh, there they are again. I'm like, we are not the same. Please stop comparing us. It's really not fair because Texas's records don't even – it's, it's not even the same. It's just not. Te- last four years, Notre Dame, 10, 12, 11, 10 wins. Let's look at Texas. 7, 8, 10, 7. And let's go back further. 5, 5, 6, 8. It, come on, just stop. Don't lump us in with Texas. But a team that you could lump us in with that nobody wants to say is overrated, which I don't understand the hard-on for this team, and just oddly enough, they, they happen to share a river with the team we've I've just been discussing, Oklahoma. Why are they never said and talked about as being overrated? And forget Twitter. How about the numbskulls on your televisions, on your radios? Uh, nobody ever – they always want to talk up Oklahoma. They always want to talk up Oklahoma. How many fucking college football playoff games do they have to go and get blown out in before people are like, maybe they're overrated? Because last time I checked, they're 0-4, and they've been blown out three of those times. So what is Oklahoma doing differently than what Notre Dame is doing, but yet Notre Dame gets slapped with this overrated tag, and Oklahoma is like, well, how can we get them in the playoff again? we got to figure out a loophole. You know, I mean, I, I, I heard and a, a buddy of mine talks about this all the time. Uh, shout out to Casey uh, beef. Um, imagine what Oklahoma would have been if they didn't have those two losses. Just imagine. Let's think about it. Could you imagine? Yeah, they would have got their asses handed to them again in the college football playoff. That's what would have happened. That's what would have happened. So I don't know why Oklahoma gets a free pass. In 2011, they started preseason number one, ended 16. 2009, one year out of the scope I'm trying to use, but they started preseason number three, ended the season not ranked at all. 2012, preseason four, ended 15. 2014, preseason four, ended not ranked. Like, at what point do we get to call Oklahoma overrated and it be acceptable? Because when you say Notre Dame's overrated, oh my goodness, you need... You know, uh, a couple 48-foot flatbeds to 
collect all the people that want to chant overrated in Notre Dame's face, but Oklahoma keeps circling their freaking Sooner wagon trying to figure out how they can get in the, into something that they don't belong. But that's I, I can't speak to those people. I don't understand it. I bring the best to my ability, facts, logic, reasoning. I try to stay tethered to this wonderful planet Earth and look at things from a very objective way and make an assessment. And I am so over the over is Notre Dame overrated because I just spent the last what 30 minutes discussing how Notre Dame is in fact not overrated. They are appropriately rated. You know, it, there's no I can't explain it differently. We've earned the opportunities we've got in the last 10 years. And when we didn't perform well enough, we were not gifted some stupid bowl game that we didn't belong in. And oddly enough, the ones that where they put us where we're supposed to be, we've mostly won. And I've realized we lost the Fiesta Bowl. I realized we lost the Cotton Bowl. I realized we lost the Rose Bowl. But the fact of the matter is we deserve to be in that spot. It's just sucks that the three teams we keep fucking talking about are the teams we get matched up with. And But in order to be the best, you got to beat the best. So keep giving us those opportunities that we deserve, that we deserve, not because we're Notre Dame, not because in 01 and 05 and 07 we're Notre Dame football. We got fancy gold helmets, put us up against the best and watch us embarrass ourselves. No. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I currently I am with every ounce of my objectivity and logic, we are the fourth best program in the country. I believe that. If you disagree, let me know. If you're not a Notre Dame fan listening to me speak right now, let me know. Tell me why you think Notre Dame isn't the fourth best program. But we just so happen to be playing Ohio State and Clemson and Alabama in these games. And then when we don't, we're winning. Why? Because we're at that space where we're great, we're the top of the great, but we're not elite. We want to get to elite, and I think that's in our future. You know, So to say we're overrated, though, is just insanity. And – if you're begging, basing it off the preseason rankings, which is what I'm going to get into a little bit right now, that is the most absurd, asinine, ridiculous, illogical way of looking at anything ever. College football <clears throat> has more turnover than a, a restaurant does food on a night-in, night-out basis. Like, there is so much turnover. Not just the players on the field, the coaches. I mean, look at the coaching carousel. I opened up talking about how Heupel's leaving UCF to go to Tennessee. And we just got Marcus Freeman. We lost like, – coaches are just this revolving door. Players come and go. The transfer portal is I just out of control. So how on God's green earth – are you going to base 
of net, a, a season that hasn't even started, hasn't been played, haven't seen a snap of fucking football, and give a team a ranking when you don't even know, arguably, half the players that are going to be on the field. Because you haven't seen them play. I discussed it when I previewed our schedule. North Carolina's preseason seven. Based on what? Sam Howell? That's fine. Okay, cool. Sam Howell. How about they lost two NFL running backs and two NFL wide receivers? You think that might play a role in what they do? Probably. But here's what's going to happen. They're going to be preseason ranked number seven, and then they're going to win a few games against teams that they should beat. And they're going to either stay or, you know, whatever. Then they're going to play a good team, and I – I wouldn't be shocked if they lost. And then what do you do? Do you just drop them completely out of the rankings? No, you can't. You put them at seven, so you got to justify your rankings somehow, right? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm just looking at my, my notes here. Oklahoma, 2011, preseason one, and 16. Well, guess what? If you didn't put the preseason one to start, they, I, they might not even end 16. I feel like they ended 16 because you put them at one, so you can't make yourself look stupid. Like, we missed the mark that bad. Oh, shit. It, you're setting yourselves up to be locked into a certain perspective. And that's all it is. It's not, you know, a lot of time perception is reality. But with preseason rankings, perception is not reality. Let some games be played. Play a few games. See what the team is or isn't. Because right now, Notre Dame preseason 15 feels fair. But I don't fucking know. Is Jack Cohn going to be what we need? I don't fucking know. How's our offensive line going to look? Got four new starters. We're O-line you. I think they're good. I don't fucking know. I mean, I can go on and on about our team, other teams, our opponents. You don't fucking know. And I hate to keep – good thing I got the explicit tag on this one. You just don't know. And you're setting yourselves up to uh, look like, oh, this team must be good. Well, I don't know. Are they? Let's watch them play three games. And preferably games against teams of significance. I don't give a shit how you look against Southeast Louisiana State University with Bobby Boucher. I could give two shits how that team looks. I don't care if you're playing Missouri State or whoever. You know, the northwest, east-west directional schools and all that happy horse shit. I don't care how you look against them. We know you're going to beat them. Let's wait till they play a few games against teams with names that we recognize. And then make an assessment and make a rankings. Oh, wait, you can't do that because how are you going to sell your games on Saturday nights on ESPN and ABC and Fox? And How are you going to do it? You can't. There's nothing to sell because nobody's ranked. Oh, no, nobody's ranked. But that would make the end of the season and middle of the season a lot more realistic because I'll be honest. like Some of these preseason games, I'm, I love college football. I'm going to tune in. I don't tune in because you put Penn State at number eight and they turns out they suck. Oh, God, number, I better watch the number eight team in the country this week. I'm going to watch because I like college football. And Penn State is a quality program by name. But we don't know how good they were going to be. It turns out they're not going to be very good this year. And if we just waited a few games, we would have learned that. And then you can – and they did drop out of the, the – once they ranked the Big Ten, they did drop out quickly. 
But the idea that they have to be ranked a certain spot preseason, they get to hang around a little bit longer, like a sinking ship that hasn't taken on all the water yet. It's just, it's to sell viewership and it makes no sense because then you end up with um, a game that shouldn't be in prime time, you know, three, four weeks in over a game that should be prime time, but because you didn't rank that team to start the season, but now they're looking really good. Oh, now we, we can't, well, we already put this team as number 10. Still, even though I know they started three and they lost two games already, but look at their name and we rank them three and it's you're tying yourself to something that doesn't make any goddamn sense. And if I do anything on this show, five foot nothing, a hundred nothing brings sense. You know, I don't know how much sense. It might be a few pennies, maybe a dime, sometimes quarters, but I will bring some sense. I'm not going to just say the most outlandish thing and, you know, shout from the mountaintops nonsense because I feel like it. I I don't want to get called out. And I don't know why these preseason rankings don't get called out more. It, they don't make any sense. And that is what a lot of people hang their head on to decide whether a team is overrated or not. And... Just Notre Dame is a lightning rod for indie haters. There's no other way around that. So that's my my assessment on if Notre Dame is overrated or not. And I don't believe we are. I do believe Texas can be severely overrated. I don't understand why Oklahoma is not overrated. But... It is what it is. I love college football. I love Notre Dame football. I'm going to keep watching, and I'm going to keep ranting and raving about things that I believe in. And I hope you guys tune in and keep listening to me go through my spiels. I appreciate it greatly. If you got any feedback for me, positive, negative, or otherwise, if you disagree with any of the takes I just made, let me know about it. Hit me up on Twitter, at 5 foot nothing pod. Shoot me a message, tag me, or you can always email me, five foot nothing pod at gmail.com. And if you, uh, I don't know what your favorite platform is, but my podcast, Five Foot Nothing, 100 Nothing, is available Anchor, Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast. Wherever you find it, listen to it, like it, share it, rate it, review it. You know, if you're on Apple, you know you know the tagline. Hit that purple icon. Give me five stars. I greatly appreciate it. Throw a review in there. I I don't care what you say. I really don't. I want to read some stuff. So say whatever you want. Give me something to, to, to run with. But I appreciate those that stuck it out. Listen to me. Notre Dame is not overrated. Five foot nothing, a hundred nothing, out.